you for taking time to listen to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church and of our campus in Lexington, Kentucky. It is our prayer that as you listen today, you will be encouraged, challenged, and equipped to be all God has for you. We invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock a.m. at our Todd's Road campus near the Hamburg area of Lexington. that I misbehaved a little bit uh, when I was a kid and when I was a youth. Just, just a teeny tiny little bit. Uh, I might have been on lockdown from uh, the end of fourth grade to ninth grade. Um, my parents uh, had uh, constant skepticism that I was actually doing what I was supposed to do, rightfully earned skepticism. The, f- the first bit of freedom, I would uh, go and do the things I wanted to do which were always in conflict with what they wanted me to do. Um, As I think back uh, to the nights when I was a kid, uh, one of my kind of most vivid memories and most kind of in my body feelings was this ever-present worry that they would find out that I had done the thing I wasn't supposed to do. I even remember prayers in my bed, God, I want to do X, Y, or Z, as long as mom and dad don't find out. Please, please don't let them know. Turns out I actually have a terrible poker face, so they always knew uh, that I was lying or scheming or whatever I was up to, and I was always caught. Uh, This kind of worry makes you sick to your stomach. Makes you, uh, uh, well, they said the body keeps the score. Uh, you, You feel it in your bones, this worry that Uh, If only they knew, uh, maybe they wouldn't love you, or maybe they would think less of you. Um, This is part of why they used to tell pastors you couldn't be friends with your parishioners, because if they knew that you too were human uh, and not fully sanctified, uh, they could never respect you as a pastor. Uh, You should stand up and preach sermons straight from the text and never disclose anything about yourself that was the least bit uh, imperfect, because then they... Uh, won't respect you. Uh, it's, um, it's a big part of our society uh, that we bottle down the things that we're ashamed of and we try to hide them from those who we care about their opinion, right? It takes a lot to be vulnerable, uh, to be uh, honest with those things of which we're ashamed of. And maybe it's most difficult with those people that we actually care about. Um, It might be easier to go to your therapist and tell them uh, your greatest woes uh, than to tell your mom. Um, It might be easier to go uh, to the confessional or to come to your pastor's office and say, uh, here's this this worry than to tell your spouse. It might be easier for you to go talk to your youth pastor on the trip than uh, to let somebody in your family know this thing. I spent most of my life feeling that way about God, trying to hide these things from God. Now, I'm a product of my raising. Uh, Surely God won't love me if he knows how bad I am or how this I am or this thing I've done or this thought I had. 
surely uh, the bad outweighs the good. I needed to hear uh, when I was a kid and a youth and a young adult uh, this simple reality. God knows everything, even the thoughts of our heart. It's a little creepy, uh, but it's also a huge burden lifted if we can let it be. No matter how much uh, you have bottled it down, uh, no matter how much you have uh, hidden it away, uh, no matter how you have tried to hide it from the light ever coming near it, God knows and still loves you unconditionally. End of the sermon. I'm actually going to talk longer, but that's the end of the sermon. Uh, because I think it is central to how I desire for us to be the church. Uh, Brad often uh, gets frustrated with me that we read multiple scriptures and we can't preach on them all in the same week. And uh, we could go out to lunch today and talk about that Corinthian text and all that is there. Uh, we could go to dinner tonight and talk about the Samuel text and all that is there. We could spend uh, the rest of our days wrestling with this calling narrative from the gospel. But I want us to come to the story of calling with the truth that God knows everything, even the thoughts of our heart, and still calls us. Uh, in the season of Epiphany, we look at how God reveals God's self to us. And uh, this story of the calling of the disciples is always part of the Epiphany season, for it is in this that God reveals his heart and love for humanity. That despite knowing our hearts, he continues to pursue us and call us to himself. In today's text, uh, Philip encounters Jesus and is, uh, is awed uh, by this one he has met. This is the one we've been hoping for. And so he goes to his friend Nathaniel. Uh, the one that was told about in the prophets and the law. He is here. Come and see. I like Nathaniel. He is the skeptical one. Uh, Philip lets it slip that Jesus, this guy from Nazareth, he is the one. And Nathaniel's immediate reaction is, Nazareth is the wrong side of town. <laughs> uh, surely... Uh, God's uh, promised one is not going to come from Nazareth. Uh, you can picture him going because Philip's his friend. Because you do that for friends, right? Even if you think uh, they're off their rockers, even if you think they have gotten it wrong, you go, right? You show up. And so he goes, and he is, uh, I'm imagining, Nathaniel is kind of pouting on the way, He's a little bit sullen because, I mean, this is a waste of a perfectly good time where he could sit under the fig tree. He could have just stayed there and enjoyed the weather. But he's going, and Jesus sees him from a distance uh, and can declare without having spoken the first word, here is a true son of God. He doesn't start with, Hey, Nathaniel, I know you're skeptical. I know 
you have been over here prejudging me on the basis of uh, geography and hometown of origin. Hey, Nathaniel, come and be part of this once you get your mess together. Turn that frown upside down. None of this is Jesus' message. Instead, it's simply come and follow. And this is his message at every turn in every one of his calling stories. Uh, Never does he start with, let's get you fixed. It has just come to me. Jesus knew the heart of skeptical Nathaniel. He knew the heart of tax collector Matthew. He knew the heart of whatever the heck Thaddeus did. He knew uh, the uh, realities of what would happen with Judas. He knew uh, that Peter was going to always just sit on this thin space between Uh, trust and fear. And he still said, come and follow. Jesus loved them in spite of their mess. As they talk about in Celebrate Recovery, what is it, your hurts, your hang-ups, and your baggage? He loved them and invited them to himself. And this seems to be uh, Jesus' call uh, for the rest of human history since that moment. Uh, The invitation is to go and teach and baptize and proclaim. Uh, The message uh, in uh, the epistles is to come and see uh, the the love of God shed abroad in other people's hearts. Uh, It never is come and get everything straight and then. Uh, It is never uh, you have to be good enough. It is never uh, let's fix this. Instead, it's come and see. And then somehow... Uh, Just as the apostles were transformed, just being with God changes us. I do think our lives are transformed as we are part of God's people, but I think it is uh, wholly different when God is doing the work of transforming us. His love is just pouring over us and we receive his grace than trying to get good enough to go uh, towards him. I love love the rooms of recovery um, because I think they understand discipleship. Outside of our higher power, we are a mess and our lives are out of control. And so let's take an honest inventory, but instead let's invite that, or let's invite that higher power to be part of this, to kind of help our lives be in control. The reality of the rooms of recovery is that if we have to be strong enough, we will never be strong enough. And the reality is, is that if we have to be good enough, we will never be good enough. And yet, despite your garbage, God loves you and calls you to himself. Greg talked about being uh, underqualified to do the children's message. Um, The qualification is showing up when God said, come to me, and then God pouring his grace out upon Greg. You might feel underqualified to go on the youth trip to Winter Blitz. And instead, the qualification is to show up when God says, come to me, and to experience his love. When you hear that we could desperately use some more volunteers in our next generation ministry, you might feel underqualified. But the qualification is to come when Jesus has come, and to let him love us. To this day, I will die on this hill that the most formative person in my youth, uh, youth years, the, uh, the most formative volunteer was Mickey West. Uh, when I started youth group, Mickey was in her late 80s. 
very immobile, and yet showed up every week and sat in the corner and learned our names. She did not play grog. She did not shoot Nerf guns. Uh, She did not play minute to win it with us when we would run down the aisles, but she showed up because she knew she was loved by God and she knew that she was gonna show God's love. We got lots of ways of embodying God's love in our community. Um, And I'm sure some of them we've not begun to think about. These, uh, Philip and Nathaniel could not have imagined what their life was going to look like that morning. They're out probably for, what, lunch by the fig tree? And their life was never the same because Jesus called them to himself and they experienced his love. I have no idea what is next for you, but I hope it is going towards Christ as he calls you to him and experiencing his love and then sharing it with others. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, uh, it is uncomfortable that you know the faults of our hearts and yet may it be freeing uh, that there is nothing we have to hide from you. There is nothing we can hide from you. And so instead, may we find uh, peace in you a peace that lets us fully follow after you when you call us to yourself. Lord, help us see past all the baggage we have, the shame and the things that we would love to bury down, and instead let them be burned away by the power of your love. Lord, we know we're a mess, so would you do the work of changing us? Would you pour out your grace, Lord, that we might grow in love of you and love of each other? That in and through you, we might be your very light in the world and point people to your face. Lord, help us come to you. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.